0: Dewey Do, Dew, a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning, hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen, alongside radio personality Kyle Bogie.
1: Well, here we are, episode 15 of the What Do We Do podcast here on site at Great Lakes Wealth. Kyle Bogey, Dewey Stefan. How many cups of coffee is that for you today, Dewey?
0: This is definitely more than two. <laughs> I'm thinking three or four.
1: You see, you and I are very similar in that way. Okay, I will drink coffee all day, all night. It does not matter the time.
0: I do don't have any issues with the caffeine, if that's what you're talking no, about. No, no, it's great. Yep, I, uh, I, lo- I love something, I guess, warm, just the warm drink, right? So give me a warm cup of coffee and uh, I'm uh, in a good spot.
1: Well, I'm glad you had uh, plenty of coffee because uh, I'm going to take you to task here a little bit on episode 15 of the What Do We Do podcast. And again, we appreciate you guys downloading, subscribing, uh, sharing. Please continue to do so. Uh, and if you do want more information, uh, please go to greatlakeswealth.us uh, to learn a little bit more about uh, Dewey and his team, but uh, a- an interesting episode because we go back to one of the first episodes that we did um, of WDD, and there was a quote that stands out, and it's it's, it's coming to mind right now as we are about to uh, enter the fall, and you know Labor Day has come and gone, and you know I believe the quote was "Sell in May and go away," and um, in most years. I think that 100% plays true, right? Is that, I mean, that's why you would say it. Seasonal investing, sell in May, go away,
0: and come back after Labor Day.
1: But this year, given the incredible circumstances and everything that has gone on in our world, just an unprecedented uh, pandemic that no one could have possibly prepared for, that, that quote, that, that strategy, whatever you want to call it, that trend, I guess, that we've seen over the years, it really didn't play out that way. Not even close, Bogey. So Labor Day
0: was yesterday, right? So we are past Labor Day. Technically, with that seasonal investing strategy, you don't invest until October. So we have a few weeks. You know, knock on wood, there's nothing that makes the strategy right in the next three weeks. Otherwise, we have some problems again. But no, couldn't have been uh, further from the reality this year. The s and I think, has been up every month since April
1: and just unbelievable when you look at you know all the the percentages each individual month April 12.7% it's up May 4.5% is this one of the more insane what four months or so five months that you have ever dealt with throughout you know your entire career
0: this whole year since the pandemic started has been unprecedented this is nothing like 2008 this is nothing like 2000 2002 so certainly nothing even like 1929 going back that far the federal reserve has put a floor in this market and they call it the fed put but the fed You know, and the other uh, government bodies that be have said they will do whatever it takes to keep this economy above water. And the economy may barely be surviving, but their policies have taken the stock market from the depths of despair back up to the atmosphere. How about that?
1: Is that is it as simple as that? You know because, you know, we're still seeing unemployment numbers that are at a, a high rate based on everything that has gone on. We're still seeing people not really being able to leave the house as much as possible. Restaurants 50% capacity, airlines removing seats, not selling as many tickets. How is it that we haven't seen at this point nearly as many losses you know, from February to now. It's almost back to normal.
0: Well, I don't know what that means, almost back to normal, because you've had thousands of small businesses around the country that have
1: closed. Well, I meant the market. So the yeah. market. That, it amazes me. The market could be as high as it is. But there's so many other things that are going on within the economy.
0: Got it. So on the surface, because you look at the S and P index and it's back to an all-time high after dropping, you know, 30 percent from top to bottom in the in the first and second quarters. Right? Is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, guess what? If you uh, according to Credit Suisse, which is an investment bank out there, the tech sector of the S and P. Right. Remember, there's 11 sectors of the S and P. Well, the tech sector is the best performing sector on the year. You know, through last friday and it was up 27 percent on the year okay so we have the s&p up on the year we have um the markets if you will back to um you know all-time highs but the leading sector of the s&p is the tech sector you follow me so far absolutely okay well that sector you know has over 50 stocks in it okay but five stocks are carrying the majority of the weights in that index they call it the big five okay and that is apple amazon Alphabet, which everyone knows as Google, and Microsoft and Facebook. Okay, those big five are up 37% on the year as a group. Follow me there?
1: Huge. Okay,
0: so those five are up 37% on the year as a group, and that equates to the tech sector being up 27% on the year as a group. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that would tell you that the rest of the tech sector is either – down or up just less than twenty-seven percent makes some sense. Mm-hmm, okay. Absolutely. Well, if you opine that out to the rest of the stocks in the entire S and P five hundred, the other ten sectors that are out there, the S and P would be minus minus six percent on the year. So you take away those five stocks, we're down six percent on the year. It's still you know not as bad as it was down in um, you know March, April, May, but certainly paints a different picture than you and I are talking about.
1: Let me make a connection here. So it would be like a star player on a basketball team, a hockey team, football team, carrying a severely limited roster and, and leading the charge—is that essentially what you're getting at?
0: Kind of similar, <laughs> absolutely. It's uh, you know the 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 numbers can be painted to you know to fit the narrative, as they say. The bottom line is the markets are up on the year, and if you have a diversified portfolio, you're not going to be up the same as those five stocks, but you're also not going to be down as much as those other you know 400 some odd stocks. So. Need to be diversified is the is the uh, message there, but also a lot of our listeners, I imagine, the majority of their investments are through their 401k or 403b, their retirement plans, and so those would be in again S and P 500 diversified strategies. So they're uh, in a good spot and they're just tracking this index, which again, is at an all time high in the year.
1: Before we take a look at September and kind of start to, uh, you know, move forward a little bit, I I would just, I mean, I'm curious myself, you know, because clearly Great Lakes Wealth does an unbelievable job. You clearly all over it on top of things. and, And there's a level of trust. You know, when people are investing money with a certain company, with a certain person, you know, there's obviously a major amount of trust. But in your daily life and your life here at Great Lakes Wealth over the last four months of this this volatility, this unprecedented, what what has the day to day been like? And I guess how do you you know you have experience in this? You've been doing this for forever. You've been in the business, but how have you navigated the day to day and and managed the ups and the downs? It, it had to just be. A little bit stressful uh, going going back and forth.
0: Well, every day is, um, I don't want to say stressful, but maybe controlled chaos, if you will, because the more something goes up, if you are a firm or an investor, which we are and our clients are, that are looking for prosperity and looking for future um, growth of things or their investments to rise, then this recovery has been fantastic for us all. All investors have done very well, especially considering where they were, you know, at the end of March, right, with the bottom on March 23rd. We talked about a few episodes ago about a golf comparison to having a mulligan, right? You called it a member's bounce, yeah. um, but as a very mul-
1: familiar with those, right? So
0: again, you know, we're telling our clients that. Um, A, if it's just the market you're talking about and you saw your portfolio at the end of March or you saw what was happening. And keep in mind, those big five I just mentioned, they were all dropping like a rock in the first quarter of uh, this year as well. So if you're in a situation where uh, you were anxious then, or panic then, or scared then, or whatever the word is, now you're at a spot where you got that mulligan. Man, I wish I could just do it over. I would have sold, or I wish I would have, could have, should have. Well, now you can. So um, that's the sure. simple, quick answer for you. Longer it is, you know, your investing should be a plan. It should be a long-term Goals based financial plans. So, what are your goals? And again, we're not talking about quarter over quarter. And again, when you're talking about Warren Buffett, as we talked about in the last episode and his birthday and some of his quotes, one is be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. So, in March, um, if you are rebalancing or taking advantage when people are fearful, Be greedy. It means put some money into the market. As much as it makes your stomach hurt, as much (laughs) as the logic says, I'm not doing that. I'm going to wait. I'm going to actually pull out now. You're not supposed to sell out when you're fearful. You're supposed to Be greedy when you're fearful, right? So the other one is now. Maybe now everything's high. People are kind of not just taking it with a grain of salt, and everyone's um, greedy. Maybe it's like, hey, I want in on Tesla. I want in on DraftKings. I want in on this pen Gaming opportunity, right? Everyone's talking about how, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy this. I've been doing this a long time, Bogey. And I'm telling you, that's erring on the side of greed, not fear. And so we are absolutely taking measures to protect against the market coming down, our investments rebalancing, or if you will, reverting to the mean, as we call it. So And every day is a new day. This is a brand new climate with what the Fed is doing with these unprecedented measures. So we believe the market can go higher. We've also said in the past, a wall of worry. It keeps going higher with all that's going on. Upcoming now will be third quarter earnings reports, right, in October Mm -hmm. from the third quarter ending September 30th. And then guess what's right on the corner in November, Bogey? You got an idea?
1: Uh, I think somebody's going to be voting for something or, you know, yeah, something's going on.
0: You got it. The U.S. National elections, baby, and there's a presidential election, and also Congress, and a lot of local elections. So this is going to be a significant event. That leading up to it, there'll be again, you know, news headlines. There'll be information again from companies. The Fed, you know, just what a week and a half ago now talked about a new a change in their posturing and trying to get um, an inflation factor involved, which they want to. You know, usually they're trying to keep inflation under. Control, meaning keep it kind of down. Now they want to raise inflation up a little bit, get some prices going up. Wall Street's like, what? What are you talking about? On top of all this other stuff going on, but we get it. So when um, the you know when the directives change, we change. And so um, sell in May and go away <laughs> did not work this year. We are not a trading firm, and so again, that's just a you know that's just a uh, an old adage out there on when the market has a seasonally hot cycle and a seasonally low cycle but all that to say historically speaking september is absolutely the worst of the 12 months of the year
1: yeah and uh, i want to get into that but you know again just remarkable stuff to to stay the course you know you and your team and and, you know everyone here at great lakes wealth um to just navigate through all of that really is remarkable if you want to find out a little bit more information there's a uh, ton of data, brochures. Uh, you can answer questions. Just go to GreatLakesWealth.us to find out, uh, and maybe educate yourself uh, a little bit more as well. So you mentioned September, and you know historically one of you know the worst months you know of the year. Is that what it looks like is going to be again the case this year? Again, th- this year has been so different and so odd. Is that really expected to be the case, or is it going to be a little bit different this year?
0: Bogey, this would not be podcast 15, if I didn't have a quote for you. Oh, God. Okay. Love it. Have you heard of the Stock Traders' Almanac? I have not. Okay. Well, there is a publication out there called the Stock Traders' Almanac, and it comes out every year. And so in the Stock Traders' Almanac 2020, the almanac says, September is when leaves and stocks tend to fall. On Wall Street, it's the worst month of all. <laughs> Okay. I even got Sully here uh, behind the production uh, tools laughing at that one. So that I thought would be great for this. So um, September is, again, the worst month of all, according to the 12. Um, We actually don't think uh, from our perspective that it's as significant as the historical data shows. We do believe that the market is... You know, overvalued. We do believe that the market should have a period in here somewhere where uh, prices come down. We recognize that the entire world of stocks are not at all time highs. We mentioned about the big five, et cetera. So we are uh, looking at September, you know, through a microscope, if you will, and trying to find opportunities and also um, make sure that we stay out of harm's way as best as we can um, here. But there's a lot to talk about. And just because the stocks might have their worst month ever, maybe there's other investments out there that have their best month ever in September, right? So there's all kinds of ways that you can uh, manipulate your portfolio or that you can serpentine through the uh, wild investment world of september 2020
1: hey guys it's bogey i want to take a second to talk to you about dewey stefan and his excellent team at great lakes wealth look do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world i mean think about the times that we're in here in 2020 do you want financial freedom great lakes wealth offers wall street solutions with main street values they sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions utilizing all of your assets even your 401k we build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today. They offer better investments, better service, and a feedback guarantee. Okay, a feedback guarantee. Your road to financial freedom starts at GreatLakesWealth.us. Please visit GreatLakesWealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. What are some of the things to look out for, I suppose, in September and October here uh, before we get into November?
0: Well, we do uh, look back to a prior podcast when we talked about gold, gold and precious metals, right? And so If you look at the data, going back to 1987, gold has posted a positive return in 21 out of 33 Septembers. So when you're talking odds, you know, you basically got a two-thirds opportunity with gold going up in September, no matter what else is going on.
1: Make some sense? Why specifically, I guess, would that be?
0: Well, we'll just talk about that, um, again, because things can be seasonal, and and investments move in different directions. Mm -hmm. All the reasons why gold did well in the past would be the same reason that it went up, that maybe the stock market goes down, right? Different data for different times. But as it relates to now and this year, we talked about value that gold may have as a hedge against other uh events that may happen again refer back to that prior podcast Mm -hmm. also go to our website greatlakeswealth.us we have a video on gold and some information about gold as an investment right but so with that with what the Fed even said again around ten days ago of increasing, you know, its inflation mandate, if you will, gold is usually a hedge against inflation. Gold did surpass two thousand an ounce last month. It's been volatile lately. We're not saying it's the um, investment de jour or the you know get out of stocks and into gold. Um, but we've talked in the past. It's a very non-correlated investment, and in the month of September. We don't know what's going to happen with stocks I could I could argue that they'll continue higher through the election um, depends on what the Fed does and other things but just as a statistic gold has been um, a shining beacon in you know two-thirds of the uh, Septembers since 1987
1: okay so what other things I guess should be we be looking out for you know gold may be one that you know has, historically done well are there any others that maybe have gone the opposite you know way that that we should be leery of
0: just again stocks in general um when they say they've had the worst month of the year it's actually if you go back all years to you know 1896 if you're talking about the dow or whatever the 1940s with the s&p it's not like it crashes 10 percent or something like that it's down you know, less than one percent. Okay, but there are years where it has been down five or ten percent. But if you add up all of the years and then divide by that number of years, the loss you know is between zero and one percent. Point you know five six, depending on what what year you start. All of the other years are down. You know, less than that, or mostly of them are up some percentage as well. So, no, there's nothing else that is uh, you know an extreme. Um, you know, opportunity that's just right in your face. You just may want to sit on some cash. You just may want to, again, talk to your advisor, talk to the professional that you work with to have an understanding of what you're trying to accomplish, right? Sometimes it's to make a killing. Other times it's to not get killed.
1: What, uh, I guess, anything else that you would want to add about September and October and things to just kind of pay attention to, um, you know, as we head into uh, that critical November?
0: Well, we're going to be looking again at earnings of companies in the month of September is when they'll be wrapping up uh, Q3, mm-hmm. and then the report kind of towards the end of October, and that'll be, you know, right in the heat of election season, right? This going to be crazy. The, yeah. debates, <laughs> the debates will be, uh, have happened if they're happening, who knows, um, there's <laughs> Virtual debate. I mean, what about this? I have you. Have you heard of mudslinging? I mean, that's what they do, right? But I don't even who slings mud. I mean, I guess just call it what it is. <laughs> just, just throw it. That's all. Yeah.
1: Throw it and see yeah. what happens. I think that's what's going to be going on. Right.
0: So we'll, <laughs> you know, we'll be paying attention to um, what happens with COVID-19. We haven't talked about that specifically, but as the seasons change, a lot of the science says, you know, that with the cold weather, it may come back or just with people back inside more than outside, whether that's a state by state or country by country, we're going to We'll definitely be looking at how um, that impacts uh, the economy locally as well as nationally, as well as globally, but also the idea of a treatment, of a vaccine. Hello, you catch a vaccine announced next week or the week after, and this market doesn't care what month it is, it's going higher, <laughs> right? So that's something that we're uh, we're paying very close attention to. And I guess that would be one sector, the S&P, the pharmaceutical or biotech sector, that's something that you could pay attention to as well.
1: You mentioned a uh, the, the Feds obviously have been doing everything they can to keep uh, you know the market uh, at a reasonable level. There also though was uh, a, a what virtual conference apparently in Jackson Hole not too long ago. Is that is that correct? And a new policy has been adopted.
0: Yep, that is it. That's what you're talking about. The Jackson Hole Economic Forum is where um, every year President of the Federal Reserve as what well, the Chairman of the Federal Reserve I should say and uh, a lot of the. Um, you know, economic thinkers get together and talk about uh, economics, et cetera, and this year it was held virtually, so it was still the Jackson Hole conference, but you didn't have to be in Jackson Hole to attend. Chairman Powell did said that the Fed would be willing to let inflation rise, quote-unquote, a bit above 2% for a while, and it would now target an average without moving to tighten policy. So that also lets us opine that the Fed will likely keep rates lower for a longer period. So take all that to mean if the Fed is going to keep rates lower, right now, the 10-year Treasury note is right around 0.70. 0.70 guaranteed from the U.S. government in a 10-year Treasury note. We talked about this in a prior Mm -hmm. episode about Growth versus income investing. Follow me? Yep. Okay. You can get a 30-year Treasury bond from the U.S. government, and it'll pay you 1.5% per year guaranteed for the next 30 years. How does that sound? Not bad at all. It's not bad at all. I'm going to sell them <laughs> all to you. <laughs> yeah. right? So what that means with the U.S. Treasury note, the 10-year at 0.72 means you put t- you put your money into a 10-year bond or okay. a 10-year note. They're going to give you 0.72 back on your money. Not even 1% return, okay? We just talked about, you know, stock market's up 5% or up 10% or these stocks are up 82% or this thing's going up, you know, insane amounts. But you can put your money with the U.S. government or let's call it, you know, a bank and you can get per year 0.72, okay? Or you can get a uh, stock like AT&T at around $30 a share that has a 6% per year dividend, so if you believe that AT&T is going to stay in business and that the stock price is not going to plummet, then by investing in AT&T stock, you could get 6% Six times the money. Yeah. per year. So on $100,000, that's $6,000 to help you live mm-hmm. or do whatever versus that same $100,000 with the U.S. government, you'll get $720 per year. But the difference is it's guaranteed. So if that's going to stay lower longer, and you then have time, well, heck, if uh, the Fed's going to leave rates low, and that's what that's what you know dictates the price of the treasuries, right? And this would go for CDs as well or money in the bank. So if cash, quote unquote, cash is going to be you know between zero and again a thirty year bond 1.5 percent so you put a hundred thousand bucks with the government and lock it in for 30 years kind of like your mortgage on Mm -hmm. a house they will pay you 1.5 percent per year guaranteed it used to be six percent of your guaranteed back in uh you know the year 2000 right so when you're retired and you need income to live on right you just want one of those million dollar seven income streams that you have to have, right? If you want to you know, keep up with the other millionaires out there, you're not going to make the retirement you want on 0.72 or 1.72 versus 5% a year, 6%. In real estate, switching gears, they call it a cap, right? A six cap, an eight cap. That's kind of the percent return you could get on your money per year. So the lower the rates are from the US government or from the Federal Reserve, then the more you're going to take your money and go find something else to do with it. So whether it's in the stock market and hope for the ups and downs or find something that just pays more interest than that uh, 0.72 for 10 years.
1: I guess just to wrap that up, would you say that more people are going to be taking that, that chance then and that the market is going to see a flood, not a flood, but a little bit more money being thrown in just because of something like that? The chance to make even more as opposed to the, you know, sure, guaranteed, consistent one percent,
0: right? Yes, absolutely. So that's the argument for why the market keeps going up. And you know, if you're trading, there'll be moments of weakness and moments of strength. But yes, if we can find again, the S and P five hundred even has a dividend, and all the stocks add them up and divide by the five hundred. You know, right around two percent per year. So if you can put them in the S and P five hundred and just. Look at the 100-year chart of that or the 30-year chart of that or the 10-year chart of that compared to whatever else you're comparing it to. You basically can get more just by owning the basket of stocks in the S&P 500. And if you can deal with the ebb and flow of your, um, you know, your principal. However, we don't think that it's that simple. You need to kind of, again, do your work, figure out what it is you're trying to accomplish. There is uh, a strategy of investing for income. There's a strategy for investing for growth. There's a strategy for investing for preservation of capital. So if you are looking to not lose, you really can't do the S&P version or even pick, again, a stock like AT&T. You just have to you know, be fully aware of what you're trying to accomplish. Last thing I'll say on that is, again, back to gold. Gold is up you know, approximately 27% on the year. It doesn't pay any dividend. So in an environment where gold um, is in vogue or gold is a worthwhile investment, it will go up without paying any type of dividend. And there are certainly stocks in the same category. But if gold goes down, then you're losing money. You don't even have a dividend to offset it. So you really, again, need to have a diversified portfolio with whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And again, seek professional advice and understand you know, all that uh, is involved.
1: Well, safe to say it's going to be uh, an interesting fall uh, for not, not just financial reasons, uh, but for many other reasons out there. We'll be uh, keeping you updated on all of it, Dewey, uh, as always. Uh, another great episode in the books. Uh, we'll keep monitoring everything moving forward. That'll do it for episode 15. Again, please continue to subscribe, download, share, uh, you know, rate all of it. Really enjoying what we're doing here on the What Do We Do podcast.
0: We're excited. For the rest of the year, let's see what happens. And as we always say, we're just getting started. seek advice from a licensed professional.